Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer all in one. And it is the platform that I use to host and upload my podcast. They will distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your podcast through Anchor with no minimum listenership, which is lit. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, Anchor. Growth is essential. Change is essential. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You're the only you that you're going to have for your entire life. You're stuck with yourself, which you can either make to be a positive or a negative, you know? And I also think hearing other people's stories of growth can be really, really inspiring and can be a nice sign that you should keep going. people. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Elise. How are you guys? Happy freaking Wednesday. I miss you all. I took one week off, as you guys noticed, I guess. I went on a little retreat, which was so nice. I just went to an Airbnb like 30 minutes away. It was a farmhouse. I like did a lot of reading. I worked on my manifestation course, just like reconnected with myself. It was fucking amazing. I did a video on it if you want to hear me talk more about that. But yeah, so I took the last week off for my retreat and then I also now have a podcast editor, which is really exciting. We're having like a new um, recording schedule and I just felt like it was, it would flow better if I just took the week off and got that all figured out for next week. So now we're back and I'm really happy to be recording. I'm so grateful you guys are tuning in and today's episode is going to be about something very um, important and something that all of us can relate to. So today we're going to be talking about growth and talking about your past self and how just looking at how far you've come. So I'm very happy to be talking about this with you guys today and let's get right into the episode. So if you're alive, you're growing. (laughs) That's just the dealio that you get when you sign up, sign the contract of life It says that you're always going to be growing and evolving and changing your whole freaking life. Um, This is a thought I had, perhaps slightly morbid, but um, the moment that you stop growing and stop evolving is the moment that you die. Dun, dun, dun. But really, though, I mean, if you think about it, that is the moment, the only moment that you would stop growing. Because even if you think you're stuck, even if you think you're in a bad situation or you're moving backwards, 
it's actually still a lesson or something that you can grow from. So you're always fucking growing. That's just the deal of life. We can get so, we just get so caught up in the day-to-day going from goal to goal, from milestone to milestone. Um, I always talk about this, but it's just crazy how fast life goes if you don't stop to like take note of what's happening in your life. So I wanted to talk about growth today because it's really nice to kind of sit back and look at how far you've come and we don't do it often enough. We don't, you know, acknowledge our growth um, because it's hard for you to recognize that in yourself, you know, like you have to really take the time to be like, damn, I've come far. Like I have evolved and changed and grown so much. So yeah, I thought that'd be fun to talk about today. Growth is essential. Change is essential. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Like, I hate seeing those things on Twitter. It's like, you've changed, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's like, yeah, of course I've fucking changed. Like, that is, that's the deal. That's life. We all are supposed to change and evolve. I, I really hope to God I'm not the same person I was a couple years ago. Like, the thought of not, like, evolving over time just scares me. Like, we have to evolve. We have to get better. We have to improve. We have to just work on ourselves and fucking grow our whole life. And I also think hearing other people's stories of growth can be really, really inspiring and can be a nice sign that you should keep going and keep working at it, especially if you're in a really tough time right now, you're in a rock bottom or just struggling, like hearing someone else coming out of a similar situation as you're in right now might be really good to hear. Everyone could use some encouragement and like a reason to keep going and doing the tough work. So I thought it'd be nice to talk about. Before I get into talking more about it. I wanted to read this excerpt from this book that I read this weekend called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. It is so, so good. I recommend, I recommend it to anyone, but especially someone who is in like the creative world. Like if you're an artist or a writer or ceramicist or painter, or I don't know, musician, just anything that's creative for work. It's, uh, it's really nice to read for that. So this little chapter is called nobody's thinking about you. So I'm just going to read it from the book. Long ago, when I was in my insecure 20s, I met a clever, independent, creative, and powerful woman in her mid-70s who offered me a superb piece of life wisdom. She said, We all spend our 20s and 30s trying so hard to be perfect because we're so worried about what people will think of us. Then we get into our 40s and 50s and we finally start to be free because we decide that we don't give a damn what anyone thinks of us. But you won't be completely free until you reach your 60s and 70s when you finally realize this liberating truth. Nobody was ever thinking about you anyhow. They aren't, they weren't, and they never were. People are mostly just thinking about themselves. People don't have time to worry about what you're doing or how well you're doing it because they're all caught up in their own drama. While it may seem lonely and horrible at first to imagine that you aren't anyone else's first order of business, there's also a great release to be found in this idea. You are free because everyone is too busy fussing over themselves to worry all that much about you. Go be whomever you want to be then. Do whatever you want to do. Pursue whatever fascinates you and brings you to life. Create whatever you want to create and let it be stupendously imperfect because it's exceedingly likely that nobody will even notice. And that is awesome. I just thought that excerpt was so good for this episode because it's like we just, it just hits home the point. Like we all have to focus on our own shit and the only thing that we can control is our own life like how we're acting how we're growing how we're learning how we react to things like that's the only thing that's within our control and nobody else is really paying that close of attention anyway and if they are then like that's weird you know so just do what you need to do and don't feel 
don't feel guilty for prioritizing yourself and prioritizing um, what you want. So yeah, that's a good little kickoff banger, banger start of an episode. Here's something slightly cheesy I wrote about this when I was journaling. Um, So I said, signing a contract with living your best life means every day you're open to growing and to evolving. This is a lifelong commitment. You think you've come so far and have little left to learn? Think again. We will never be done growing, and I think that's beautiful. The moment we stop growing and progressing is the moment we die. LOL. Harsh but true. (laughs) That's what I wrote. But fuck, it's true. It's a lifelong commitment. So buckle up, bitches. We got a lot of years left. I wanted to talk about where I think I have grown and touch on my past self. It's, it's really interesting and honestly harder than you might think to reflect on your past self. I don't know. I was like, hmm, I really need to think deeply on this. But the most like noteworthy thing I would say is that I stand up for myself more and I'm not scared to take up space. Like I really feel like my younger self or my middle school self, or even, like, my early high school years, I just was scared to take up space and, like, contribute to a conversation or state my opinion or, like, be, I don't know, be sassy or be funny or I don't know. I just didn't, like, I just always assumed that what everyone else had to say was way more valuable than what I had to say. I don't know, I don't know why. Like, I always remember during our family dinners with my brothers, they both are such, like, strong, especially my brother Druva, he's such a strong presence, and, like, everything that comes out of his mouth is so wise, like, it sounds like a fucking poem, everything he says, and, like, my dad is, I I just, everyone had, like, lots of great things to contribute, and I always remember just sitting around family dinners being completely quiet, like, probably not saying anything the whole dinner, just because I was like, well, everything everyone's saying is so wonderful, and I just want to, like, sit and listen, like, I don't really have anything to add. Everything they're saying is so much better than what I would say. So I don't know. I just feel like I apply that to a lot of different areas in my life. Like I didn't speak up for myself, you know, when at work or whatever, like in my first internship, I definitely took a lot of shit that I probably like shouldn't have, or I should have stood up for myself more or just like in my relationships in high school. I don't know. I just was kind of felt afraid to take up any space. And now I definitely am not scared to take up space. I talk all the fucking time, but that's why I have a podcast. (laughs) But I just am way more comfortable with what I have to say and who I am. And I feel like if I have something that I want to voice or say my opinion or contribute to a conversation, I'm comfortable doing that. And I feel like it's something that could be valuable, you know? So that's a big thing for me. And not doubting myself so much, not second-guessing myself so much. Those are big things. But I just would say in the last six months, I've had crazy growth. Like, just during quarantine, which I think is very relatable, I've talked to so many people that are just, like, have dove into working on themselves so deeply. Like, everyone is fucking diving in, just getting to know themselves better and... I mean, makes sense because we're all alone. Like, we all were stuck at home alone. What else are you really going to do? Like, you're so close to your thoughts when you're by yourself all the time. So it makes sense that everyone's, like, becoming really introspective and stuff. But I just... I don't know, man. Hashtag realizing things. (laughs) I... I just feel like I've learned a lot about life. Um, The meaning of life and just connecting. Actually, what's been interesting is, like... I don't know if I've talked about this before. I think I probably have, but I grew up, you know, my parents are very spiritual. My family's very spiritual. They have a very, uh, not rigorous, but like they're very devoted to their spiritual practice. And I just 
push that all away because I was made to feel like embarrassed about it because it was so different than like my friends and my school and I just felt really weird so I never wanted to you know meditate or do yoga or uh chant or I don't know have incense or literally anything that was like connected to that because I felt so embarrassed about it for so long but now I've just naturally started to discover it more for myself and it's so fucking cool and I just am really, really enjoying it. And I find myself getting embarrassed. Like I'm like meditating or doing some type of new breath work or something. And I look around like embarrassed that someone's going to make fun of me for it. And then I have to correct myself like Rohini, hello, you're an adult here and you're by yourself. No one's here. No one can make fun of you. And also doesn't fucking matter what anybody else says. Like, I don't know. So that's been really cool just to kind of have my spiritual evolution yeah, that's been a big shift for me in the last six months. And just also knowing, kind of trying to shift my mindset. Like I definitely had some major, uh, like low points with people's, uh, comments and stuff for on Instagram and on YouTube. Um, just like getting a lot of criticism that I was not prepared to like handle in a healthy way. I, it just really like shook me up and I, I don't know, like, I like to think of myself as a good person, and I try really hard to be a good person, like, that is every day I'm, like, evaluating, was this good, was this good, like, was this what was right, is this, like, an ethical thing to do, or is this something that's, like, bringing love and positivity into the world, like, I always, you know, take note of that every day, because it's important to me that I'm, like, helping and not hurting, and so just getting a bunch of criticism with people saying I'm bad, or I'm, I'm like a hurt to the world or I'm wrong or I don't know, just all these criticisms that I wasn't ready to, to take. And I just fully like embodied them. And I just really thought for a while that I was a shitty fucking person. I was like, I am really the worst. Like, I can't believe I've lived this whole time thinking I was a good person. Like what a joke. I'm so terrible. And I just was so down on myself and feeling like shit. And I was drinking like all day just cause I could not deal with my thoughts and all of that. And it was not good. (laughs) That was definitely like the lowest point I've had in years. Um, and that really forced me to come, come out of it and just, just come to realize that how people react to you has very little to do with you and a lot to do with them because I don't care what the topic is. There is a healthy, productive, no, not even healthy, productive. There's a respectful way to talk about any topic. Um, if you're actually trying to like enact change or get someone to see your point of view, like (laughs) there is a way to do it that will encourage someone to want to do that, or at least not to shut them down because criticism, negative criticism and tearing someone down, attacking them doesn't really do anything. It makes you feel really good but it doesn't make them feel good and it doesn't enact positive change. How can a positive change come out of being negative? Like, it just doesn't work. You can't throw a bunch of negative, hateful things at someone and expect it to have a positive outcome. Like, you know? Anyway, so I just firmly believe, like, you know, love is the answer, man. Love is the answer, bro. Spread love. But really, though, if you want to make a change, if you want to help people, if you want to help the world, that's the ultimate goal, right? then that's, you know, you got to lead with love and kindness. That is just what I fucking believe and no one can convince me otherwise. There was a reason why Gandhi and Martin Luther King said all the things they said, like an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, guys. It's real. So that's just something that I've really been 
working on is like meeting people where they are, like just understanding, Hey, you're attacking me. This is a very hurtful message, but it doesn't, I don't have to take it personally. It's like, I just need to recognize that that's where you're at right now. And I just want to come from a place of like, um, empathy. Like I empathize with you with that, that, that attacking me is something that you need to do right now to make yourself feel better. Like, I'm sorry that that is what you have to do, you know? And, uh, I just, you know, working, transforming my thoughts from feeling really attacked, defensive, wanting to attack back to just letting it go, understanding they're in a hurt, they're hurting right now. And to try to like meet them, meet them back with like patience, kindness, or just like respect, you know, because, I don't also, I don't want to give them the satisfaction of them thinking that they hurt me because that's just not, you know, don't let the bullies win. So anyway, that's been a big mindset shift for me. And if anybody, if any of you guys are online or deal with trolls and negative comments and stuff, people attacking you, like just try to just try to recognize that. Actually, let me. Okay. So I saw this quote on Instagram. It's from the book, Dear Girl by Aja or Aja Mayrock. And I really liked it and I shared it on my um, story. So it says, next time they are cruel to you, listen carefully. And if you listen, you'll hear their pain. And just like that, you will see their heart. So I think that that just really sums it up. And I think that's really beautiful. Honestly, should probably print that out and have it somewhere that I can see it often because that's just the case. That's this. It applies to everything. Like how people react is completely completely depends on how they're doing on the inside it depends on their heart depends on what mental state they're in like you know there are people who are have terrible things said to them and they react with complete kindness and love and understanding and that is where I would like to be but mostly I would say my past self was just really like meek like just scared to be me to take up space to stand up for myself to contribute to conversations to think that what I had to say was you know worthwhile any of that so I think I've come a long way obviously I have a podcast (laughs) where I share my opinions for a fucking hour so that's a big place that I've grown and I actually really do think being around Sage has helped me with that like obviously I was the one that had to do that that growing but Sage when we first started dating, I was so timid in a lot of ways. And he always would be like, you have to stand up for yourself, Rohini. Like, don't let people walk all over you. That's not right. Like, you need to stand up for yourself. He always would encourage me to do that. So I really, you know, love that guy. Thanks. Thanks for encouraging me, Sag. But also something that I think is pretty cool. My brother, Druva, talked about him before, but I was very shy as a young kid. Like, I was so shy. In, I don't know, fourth grade, my teacher... I put my folders and my backpack in the wrong cubby and she like very kindly told me that I needed to move it to a different one and I started crying. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I started crying. So I was so like just sensitive. I don't know. Sensitive to criticism. And anyway, that I don't know why I was relating that to my brother, but he would always like if I wanted to order something, if he would take me out to go get, I don't know, a smoothie or something when I was little. I would ask him, like, hey, can I have a, like, blueberry smoothie? And then he'd be like, no, you should order it. And I would be terrified to talk to the the waitress or whatever. And But he'd be like, if you want the smoothie, you should order it. And he's like, go ahead. So I would, you know, have to order my own blueberry smoothie. And I think that is really great. And I actually have 
thought of that often as I've gotten older. Like, I'm really glad that he made me do that and like talk on the phone. Like he would make me answer the phone or whatever. So I think that really helped actually. So thanks, Druva. Yeah, so that's just a little bit about me. It's uh, hard to reflect on yourself sometimes. It's kind of hard to be objective with yourself. Um, but I think it's important to check back in and see how far you've come and see what you've worked on. And just let that be like a motivation for yourself. Like, oh shit, two years ago, I was in such a different place and I'm already doing so much better. Like, think about where I'll be in two more years, you know? Like, let that motivate you. Um, I think it's pretty cool. going to share some of your stories of growth I just posted on the Instagram acting my age podcast make sure you follow because that's the only place that I post about podcast submissions so yeah I just posted asking you guys to send in your stories of growth and there's some very very beautiful and moving ones and um, I think there'll be some great inspiration for you guys okay gonna start off with this super powerful one I was just in awe when um, she sent me it. So she said, my past self followed every rule. I grew up in the Mormon church and although there were fundamental ideals I completely disagreed with, I followed along because it was all I knew. Since moving away from home, I've slowly liberated myself. I started by drinking coffee, in parentheses, lol, caffeine was against the rules. And from there, I bought my first pair of short shorts, again, lol. I've recently started a spiritual journey through astrology and I'm exploring my sexuality. I even bought my first vibrator thanks to your podcast. Ha ha ha. I think getting into reading and writing last year in college really helped me develop critical thinking skills and define my voice. I realized that I'm not who my parents are or the girl I used to be. Religion was always a negative experience for me and I just feel like I've walked into a whole new world and I feel so happy. Love your podcast and love you so much. Oh my god. I think that's so incredible and it really, the power of like getting out of your home and getting out of your everyday routine and being on your own for the first time, like being able to make your decisions for yourself completely is so, it's such a transformative time and I just am so in awe of her. Like, I think that's really hard. I can't imagine what that's like, first of all, um, growing up like with so many restrictions and just like things being a negative that to me are just everyday things in life, like wearing short shorts and drinking coffee. Like, of course I'm going to do that, (laughs) but it's just, it's just wild. So I really admire her growth, honestly. And I think, I think it's fucking amazing. And I'm very proud of you for doing that. And I'm very freaking proud that you bought your first vibrator. Like hell yes. If I can be the girl that gets you to buy your first vibrator, I have made it in this world. I have made it in this world that what more could I ask for than to be the girl that makes you buy your first vibrator? So that's pretty great. Gonna put that on my tombstone. (laughs) But yeah, I'm really proud of you and thank you for sharing. This next one is a little bit long, but I really, really liked it. So I wanted to share. Um, Here it goes. First off, hi, love. Just wanted to say that you're such an inspiration and light and I love you. Oh, I love you too. Now for the podcast. My growth is all about anxiety. As a kid, I would always be home sick, in quotes, from school, being nauseous and whatnot. I never thought much of it, but in hindsight, it's not normal to be nauseous every single day, lol. In sixth grade, I missed so much school that I had to stay after until 5.30 p.m. or else I was going to fail the grade just because of absences. I didn't understand it at all. As a kid, I just thought I felt sick and hated school. 
I won a basketball tournament and then afterwards my family went out to dinner and I ended up laying on the bathroom floor shaking and throwing up and crying. I had no clue what was wrong with me. I remember so many nights sitting at the top of the staircase shaking and crying and nauseous and my mom rubbing my back trying to get me to sip Gatorade but not understanding what was going on. Well, over time, it got a little better, and I think it was because I made friends. Anyway, fast forward to high school. I'm feeling the same constant nausea, and I was low-key known as a girl who cried at school because I cried all the time, and I couldn't stop it. I never made a big deal about it, though. Like, I'd cry and be like, just ignore it. It's just a part of who I am, and I can't control it. In hindsight, why the hell didn't a teacher ever say anything or reach out because that shit is not normal, lol. Anyway, fast forward to college. I'm okay for a while. I still have crying breakdowns, but that's low-key normal for being at university, away from your family for the first time, and all the stress of college. But my sophomore year, my long-term boyfriend left for basic training. I had never felt so alone. My roommate was never around. All my friends spent all the time with their boyfriends, and somehow I found myself leaving work early, crying and nauseous, and I ended up at Barnes & Noble because that place is just so calming for me. Okay, side note, that, like, warms my heart so much because Barnes & Noble is really a a lovely place. I love to be in Barnes & Noble, so love that. When I got back to my dorm, I ran into my RA and she offered to talk. So I went to her room and I told her everything. Everything I was feeling and she directed me to free therapy on campus. Basically, I found out that everything I'd been feeling since I was a kid was severe anxiety that developed into depression. I'd always had this mindset that I'd never be on meds because addiction runs in my family, so I was super conflicted. Over time in therapy, I did start taking medication. I went to therapy weekly and oh my god, Heaney, and to anyone listening if you read this, if you need help, get it. It is nothing to be ashamed of at all. I was so embarrassed to tell my boyfriend or friends I was in therapy or on meds, but they were also supportive and were glad I was feeling better. Now, don't get me wrong. I still had some conflicted emotions about it. I full-on quit my meds twice because I would get in the mindset that I'm fine and I don't need them, and I regretted that decision both times. I'm currently having the most difficult time of my life, and I'm off my meds, so I've been struggling so much. My boyfriend, the same guy from the beginning of this message, is so helpful, and he will just sit by me and rub my back or my hair and cooks me dinner and feeds me and lets me cry all over him while softly encouraging me to open up to him or go back to the doctor or just say anything he can to help. That's so sweet. Oh my goodness. I feel so guilty because he doesn't get to just enjoy his time off work, and instead he is taking care of me, but he is so loving and supportive about it. I'm so lucky to have him. Anyway, the growth aspect. I've grown to realize that therapy is beneficial to any human being, whether you have a psychiatric problem or not. Being able to recognize your weaknesses is just as important as recognizing your strengths because it helps you to become the best version of yourself and know when to ask for help rather than just pushing through. It's okay to ask for help when you need it. It's okay to need therapy. It's okay to need medication to help you function in your day-to-day. I've been learning other ways to help with my anxiety as well, such as journaling and yoga and breathing techniques. And all those things are what I've learned in therapy. This was so long, but ultimately, I just want everyone to know that it's so important to know yourself, the good and the bad. Spend time working on yourself whenever you need to and know that you are the only one who knows how you're feeling. If you need help, you have to be the one to go and get it, and that is okay. And you can do it, and you're incredible, and I'm sending so much love into the universe for anyone who might be feeling this way. Oh my god. Uh, It's, oh wow. (sighs) Okay, just how she ended it too, like, I don't know, I just love this community so much. Everyone wants to help each other, and everyone wants to lift each other up, and just sharing a story like that, you have to be so vulnerable and willing to, just willing to be open to talk about a story like that. So I really, really, really appreciate that you sent that in, and I think it can be so helpful for so many people to hear, because 
yeah, like, just like you said, I couldn't have worded it better myself. If you need help, get it and don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of needing help. Um, it's very brave to know that you need to ask for help and to go and get it. And it's probably the best thing you could do for yourself. I really liked what she said at the end. Um, I just want everyone to know that it's so important to know yourself, the good and the bad. Um, fucking true. I couldn't have said it better, but Something that I've been learning in this manifestation course, like a lot of times when you read about manifestation, they just tell you to think positive and like have all positive thoughts and to not think negative or you're going to call that into the universe or whatever. And that's just not true. Like it's not true. Everyone has negative thoughts or things that they need to work on and acting like they don't exist is actually really not healthy. Like it's very unhealthy to pretend like your negative feelings aren't there. When they come up, you have to acknowledge them, like learn from them, see what it means. And then like, once you can learn from them, you, you got to let it go, but you can't just push them down because it's, you're going to fucking explode. And it, it doesn't help. Pushing your emotions away does not help. And I should know because my aqua air sign ass self always would try to push my emotions away. And then I end up getting a migraine and a backache and a shoulder ache and being so stressed for no reason. So I just love that she said you have to get to know yourself, the good and the bad, because like I've said so many times, you're the only you that you're going to have for your entire life. You're stuck with yourself, which you can either make to be a positive or a negative, you know, like it's, it's all up to you how you, um, how you deal with yourself basically. So I just, yeah, I really love everything she had to say and I'm really just grateful that she was willing to share and I hope you guys got something out of that because I definitely did. Next one. Hey, Ro. First, I'd like to say how much I love your podcast and find your wisdom both so inspiring and comforting. Thank you. Uh, my story. I grew up with a mother who was very emotionally abusive. I now know as a result of the abuse she herself suffered as a child. This led me to feel unworthy of love and that my only role in life was to serve other people's needs, boyfriends, friends, and others, which ultimately reinforced my feelings of abandonment and worthlessness when these people couldn't be rescued. Through educating myself, having therapy, journaling, and manifesting, I read The Secret and Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, and they really changed my life. That's the book I just read from, so hell yeah. I've been able to learn to love myself and to learn that my needs are just as important as everyone else's and that I deserve to have the great life I've always tried to give other people. Oh, shit. I'm gonna read that again. That was powerful. I've been able to learn to love myself and to learn that my needs are just as important as everyone else's and that I deserve to have the great life I always tried to give other people. Oh, damn, that is, wow. I now have a great partner, really kind and caring friends, and a beautiful apartment in London. More than this, I've also learned to love my mother and the others who have hurt me unconditionally, even if this means separating myself from them for my own good. I grew to realize that people who hurt others are doing so because they are hurt themselves, and those people deserve compassion as much as anyone else, although only when it is safe to do so with appropriate boundaries, self-respect, and self-love. Releasing my resentment towards these people set me free to live my life peacefully and with only love in my heart. I know that sounds super cheesy, lol. Thanks so much again for all you do. Lots of love. Girl, you know I'm here for the cheesy, and again, I could not have said this better myself. People who are hurting others, it's because they're hurting inside. That's the most classic example of the bully in the movie. They shove someone into a locker and then you find out that their dad shoves them at home. Like, it's just, that's just how it is. You don't, you don't try to hurt people unless you're hurt inside. You know, it has to go somewhere. So, I just think that's so amazing that she was able to, you know, love her mother and love those who hurt her. And that doesn't mean that you're, like she said, you still have to have boundaries. 
and self-respect and self-love. Like you can still love someone from a distance and you can understand and acknowledge why they did these things or where they are right now. And that is the, like, that's the best way to, you know, bring peace into your life is to, you know, acknowledge things, learn from them and let them go. The book that I always talk about, Letting Go by David Hawkins, always talks about that. You have to bring up your negative emotions. You have to bring up your past, you know, your trauma. You have to address it. You have to learn from it, acknowledge it, and you have to try to let it go. Let it go because there's nothing you can do about it, you know? The past is a past. You have to focus on you in the moment. And, you know, the only benefit that can come out of something terrible happening to you is that you can learn from it and that you can, you know, fuel that to be better and not do the same things, you know? So yeah, anyway, I'm going on a lot of tangents here, but I really, really love that story and I'm so amazed and, you know, just proud of her. And again, thank you so much for sharing. Okay, this next one. Hi, Heaney. I have a growth story to share for your podcast, if you will. Heart. I started dancing when I was three years old and quickly grew a passion for ballet, especially. In my teens, I started training more seriously at a local studio, and it was then that I was made aware that I could potentially make a career out of it, but that I would have to attend a professional ballet school to get more rigorous training. However, in Canada, there are only about five professional ballet schools as such, and none of which are in my city. So at the age of 17, I auditioned for one of these schools and got accepted into their post-secondary program. It was a dream come true, but it also meant that I had to move away from home and live in a new city without my parents. So we found a small studio apartment, and before I knew it, I was living by myself in one of the biggest cities in Canada. It was extremely stressful, because on top of having to learn how to live alone, I had to adjust to a new school where I didn't know anyone and where I now had to train long hours every single day. I was simply exhausted. The program was three years, and those were the hardest years of my life. The ballet world can be extremely rough and competitive. In my second year, I developed an eating disorder that was later on diagnosed as anorexia. The hardest part was that once I graduated from the program, I had to quit dance because of my eating disorder. I was devastated. Who was I without dance? I felt so lost because I had let my passions define me since I was little. I remember just crying for days and telling my mom I had no purpose in life anymore. She told me, I think you just haven't found it yet, and she was right. Now I'm 22 and feeling better than ever. I've recovered from my eating disorder, have the most wonderful and loving boyfriend, and have finally found my purpose. I'm entering my third year in university and majoring in conflict studies and human rights. I'm so passionate about what I study, and I want to later work in national security to prevent terrorism. Wow, that's fucking cool. I've learned so much from my experiences with dance and my eating disorder, and have built a lot of resilience that I carry through my life today. It's not always easy, but I sometimes like to remind myself of how far I've come, and that I should be proud of myself for getting through tough shit. Yes! Gosh, I'm going to say that again. It's not always easy, but sometimes I like to remind myself of how far I've come and that I should be proud of myself for getting through tough shit. Yes, amen. I think the most important lesson I've learned is that my identity is not defined by what I do, but by who I am, that I am just me and I am enough. Sorry that was so long, and even if it doesn't make it into the podcast, I'll be so honored that you read my email. <laughs> Love you, Rohini, and thank you for all you do with your pod. You're the best. Oh, my God, my heart. Um... Jesus, all you guys are ending these so beautifully and poetically, and it's just, you're really spot on the money. Is that even the expression? No, that's definitely not. Spot on, spot on the money. I don't, (laughs) I think I just made that up. I think it's just on the money. Anyway, you're on the money. You're on the fucking money. But yeah, you've come so far, and reminding yourself of that is something that you should, you know, you should really do, because I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. 
you know, everyone has a lot of shit they have to go through. And like she said, getting through tough shit, you should be proud of yourself. Um, I'm very, very proud of you. And I think ballet is so cool. And I have so much respect for dance, professional dancers. Gosh. Yeah. sounds very rigorous. Sounds very intense. Um, but I'm very excited for this, uh, career in national security to prevent terrorism. That sounds cool. I think you need your own TV show. The ballerina who prevents terrorists. That is cool. That's a cool show. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) thank you for sending that in and sharing. And I really appreciate it. And I'm happy for you. Okay, this next one. Hi, Rohini. I just wanted to say I'm obsessed with your channel and I've been a loyal follower from day one and it's so amazing to see how far you've come. Thank you. One thing I really struggled with in the past is my cultural identity. My parents are from India, but I was born in Australia and have been living here ever since. When I was younger, I absolutely hated the fact that I was Indian. I did everything I possibly could to hide who I really was when people asked me where I was from. I was so embarrassed to say it. I remember the one time I told this other girl who was also Indian like me that I was from fucking Europe because my lighter skin tone could be passed off as me coming from someplace in Europe like Italy or Greece. I completely whitewashed myself when I was younger. Ugh, I hate myself looking back on it. But now I literally cannot be more grateful for my own heritage. I own that shit now. As I've grown older, it's something that I fully accepted and loved and also acknowledged the fact that I have nothing to hide from. And if people have a problem with what my ethnicity is, well, fuck it because it just shows how shallow they are. Yes. Now I love talking about my North Indian background and culture and the people who I'm with love hearing about it. And I'm so glad that I've grown and accepted it because my love for my background can only increase now. And that's it. I look forward to hearing this podcast episode. I love you. Hope you're taking care. Oh my God. So, so beautiful. And it's just so shitty that people have to feel like they have to hide their cultural background because it, someone might make fun of them or judge them for that. God, what a fucked up thing, you know, that just really hurts my heart, uh, but I totally under, I mean, I understand, people can be, people can be cruel, and I guess it all boils down to, like, people can be, are scared of what they don't know, or they turn into assholes because it's something that they're not familiar with, that's a, that's a whole other topic in itself, but I'm really glad that you are embracing your Indian heritage, and oh my goodness, what a beautiful heritage it is, yeah, so that's wonderful, and I like it. Um, I cannot be more grateful for my own heritage. I own that shit now. Uh, if people have a problem with my ethnicity as well, fuck it. I thought you were going to say, well, fuck them. <laughs> but I mean, that applies to Thank you for sharing. And I love you too. Okay, next one. Hi, Rohini. My story isn't groundbreaking by any means, but I feel so proud of the woman I am today. So I wanted to share for someone who might find themselves in similar situation. When I was 17, I moved out of home away from my small, and I mean small town off to the big city for university. All throughout my adolescence, all I wanted was to fit in. I was always a bit of a weird kid in school, or so I thought at the time at least, and I craved acceptance. My girlfriends were also beautiful and intelligent, and I felt so inadequate. When I left home, I considered it my new beginning, but being young and naive, all I really cared about still was fitting in. I was desperate to be seen as the cool girl and wound up making friends with a group of girls who brought out the wrong side in me. Within six months, I stopped attending all of my classes and dropped out of uni. I started partying literally every single night, drinking dangerous amounts, and sleeping with new guys multiple times a week. This lasted a year or so, and I wound up digging myself into thousands of pounds worth of debt, pushing myself away from all of my closest friends and family as I was too ashamed of myself to face them and hating the person I was even more. 
I ended up in the deepest depression I hoped to ever experience, feeling so much shame and disgust in the person that I had become. One day, when I was walking from my sister's flat where I was living on her sofa to my minimum wage job in a tacky pub that I hated, I was standing waiting to cross the busiest street in the city I was living in, and the universe kindly made me cross paths with my childhood best friend from my hometown, who I hadn't spoken to in a couple of years, as I was so embarrassed by who I had become. Seeing her and our brief catch-up was the catalyst I needed to realize I couldn't go on living my life that way. Things needed to change. I dove into the world of yoga, meditation, manifestation, and journaling. I read every self-help book I could get my hands on, learning about religions, and slowly started to reach back out to my old friends and family members. I got to a point in my life that I couldn't think any less of myself, and the only way was up. Rock bottom, baby. That's what it's called. Uh, that that's a side note. <laughs> I worked hard at stripping back everything I thought I had to be for people to like me and found the place within myself where magic, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it lives. Oh, that's so beautiful. And now about seven years later, I practice gratitude every day and thank God for leading me to this point in my life, for giving me the strength to get through those hard times and for bringing my dear friend back into my life when I needed it most. I'm now engaged to be married to the most amazing man, have an amazing career that I didn't even dream possible, and I'm now living back home near my family in a little cottage by the sea. Oh my god, I'm crying. This, this isn't the life I dream for myself. It's better. No matter how difficult a time you're going through, better things are waiting for you. It won't come easy. You'll need to put in the time and energy into your self-growth. It will be a difficult journey, but believe me, it will be worth every second. I used to walk around every day speaking the universe and begging and praying for the life I wanted. About a year ago, I realized I had everything I had been asking for and more. The universe is magical. Oh my god, what a beautiful story. I'm fucking crying. A cottage by the sea? Ah, that's amazing. Wow, I'm so happy for you. I'm literally so, so happy for you. It sounds like a dream. And this is totally in the manifestation course I do. They talk about expanders, which are just anyone that can be an example of like something that you want to emulate in your life. And it helps your mind expand to believe that it's possible. So I feel like this story is such can be such an expander for anyone, anyone who's in a rough time, like it's totally possible to live your dream life. You just have to believe in yourself. You have to shake yourself out of whatever, you know, unhealthy path that you're in or like any, um, like a path where you don't believe in yourself and you are making decisions that are actually hurting yourself, you know? Um, it's hard to shake yourself out of that, but at some point, okay, this is also what I've been learning is like the universe will keep trying to send you signs, keep trying to send you signs over and over and over. And if you're not noticing them, you're not realizing them, you're not acting on them. They just do, they send in something that is so like, that's just going to shake you up and rock your world so much that you have no choice but to wake up basically. And so that totally sounds like what happened. She even said that like, the universe kindly made me cross paths with my childhood best friend. So I really do think that is what happened. I totally, totally believe it because we all need those moments that just wake us up and be like, oh shit, I need to change. So I think that's the universe is going to show you what you need to do. Eventually, you just have to be open to it. Oh man, it's such a beautiful story. I'm so happy for you. Thank you for sharing. I hope that can be an example for some people. Okay, gonna read a few more. Hi, Heen. Sorry in advance for the long response. Loving the podcast so, so much, and thank you for responding to my question in the relationship episode. It really helped me. You have no idea. Oh, I'm glad. As for my past self, in high school, I used to surround myself with friends that would make fun of me and tease me all the time. 
not to intentionally be mean, I think, and made me feel like the clown of the group. That's terrible, and I felt like I couldn't ever be taken seriously. Every time I tried to be passionate about something, they would laugh it off, and overall, they just made me feel like I was lesser than the rest of them. Hell no. That, no. There wasn't a support system, and it didn't truly feel like they were there for me. Now in college, I found my true people and true group of friends, and I've learned to respect myself and to surround myself with people that support and respect me too. We joke and tease each other, but we do it with love and never make each other feel lesser. Like, we don't take each other seriously because of those jokes. It took amazing friends to make me realize I was being treated poorly in grade school, but now I know how I want to be treated and I stick firmly to those expectations. I do believe that surrounding yourself with people that lift you up and removing toxic relationships from your life can be transformative for your well-being. Ladies and gents, know your worth. You are amazing and deserve the most love and support from the people around you. Love you, Rohini. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gents, know your worth. That is, damn, if that's like, if that could sum up my podcast, I think that's just what it would be. Ladies and gents, know your worth. It's so true. Like finding good friends that actually lift you up and don't, you know, like she said, they always would make her feel less than them. Like they want to put her down and make them seem higher up. And that is just such a classic you know, classic thing growing up, middle school, high school, it's, it's hard. And it just, it can take a while to realize that you deserve people that lift you up and support you and add to your life and friendships and relationships, everything. So I think that's a really good example. If there's any, you know, young listeners out there, um, don't take no shit, you know, like don't let your friends make you feel like you're less than them because that again, just shows that that's their own insecurity and you don't need to take that be very careful with who you surround yourself with, who you give your energy to. It's everything. It really is because it's crazy the difference between someone who sucks the energy out of you and someone who, you know, is just there to support you and is a, you know, a good positive friendship. Like you will feel so depleted at the end of the day, being friends with people who suck the energy out of you and make you feel less than it's exhausting. It's exhausting. You know, There's no need to waste this life. It's already short enough, you know? There's no need to waste this life with people who make you feel like shit and drain your energy. There's just no need. No no time. No fucking time. Be done with those type of friends and hope, wish them well, wish them on their way and hope that they can, you know, heal and learn from that. And oftentimes they do, but you still, you know, you don't need to be the one that they take their hurt out on, you know? So anyway, I think that was a really amazing example of um, growth, because it's hard to stick up for, you know, yourself and know your worth. Okay, this last one I'm going to read is a little bit long. Um, It's very heartfelt, and I hope this can be an expander for some of you guys. So, hi Heaney. First, sorry for my English, and also sorry it's a bit long, (laughs) hee hee. When I saw your story about next week's episode, I was like, ah, because today I was talking with my therapist exactly about how I've come such a long way compared to five years ago. So 2015, 2016, and 2017 were when I was at my lowest point. I've had just gone through a huge change in my life and so many other things that I didn't know how to deal with. Well, not in a healthy way. I lived every day having harmful thoughts and I didn't have hope that it would ever get better. I didn't know how to deal with all that I was feeling and I couldn't talk to anyone. I felt so alone, unloved, and empty. Well, for me, what first changed was that I moved schools. I decided to open up to my two best friends that had no idea of what I was going through for the past three years. I don't blame them. I was really good at pretending like everything was all right. 
Talking to someone made me feel less alone, even though I still felt completely in a bad place. But still, nothing changed until the beginning of 2019. After another really difficult change, I began going to therapy. That changed my life. I always wanted to go, but never had the courage to ask my parents because I didn't want them to think something was wrong. But then, after this last transition, IDK if that's the word, they offered for me to go see a psychologist and I was so relieved. So, a lot, a lot happened in the last year and I'm still talking to my therapist every week, but I'm going to share some things that have helped me and I hope it helps someone. First, she helped me understand that my emotions are valid, that I'm not selfish for feeling so lost and alone even when I have a family and friends, that I need to have compassion also for myself, to see myself with the kind eyes that I see other people, and to be patient with myself, with my healing process, and with my mistakes. After a really long time of building a healthy and steady relationship, I now have a friend that I can talk to about my insecurities, feelings, and all the things I overthink. It took time, but it really, but it's really good to have someone you can rely on, even when she doesn't really understand me. She listens and is always there. Another thing that helped me is, when I have some thoughts that I know are no good, I do things to distract myself. I listen to songs that cheer me up, I go on a walk with my dog, I cry. Crying is okay and also important. Also, that I need to understand that everyone's process is different. Everyone has their own story and their own pace. It's alright to be where I am today, I just gotta live every day by itself. I tried to translate a common saying in Portuguese, but I don't know if it's understandable. Just gotta live every day by itself. I think, like, just gotta live one day at a time, basically. I think that's probably the English um, translation, maybe, or close enough. You know, we get the gist. The most important thing that I have to say is that it will get better, I promise. Last week, I started crying in my bathroom when I saw myself in the mirror smiling. They were joyful tears because I realized how far I've come. I would have never, never thought that one day I would be able to see myself in the mirror and be okay with what I see. I still have some things that I'm not happy about, and that's okay. But now I can try and focus on what I like. I also would have never thought I would no longer want to die, but here I am, and I want to live. I'm excited to explore life, to drink the coffee that my dad makes, to hear the birds sing in the afternoon to hear my favorite indie rock songs, to drink some mint tea while reading Harry Potter, to see what the future has for me. Life is exciting even with its ups and downs, and it's still worth living. Yes, I still have some days that I just want to cry and give up, but they are rare, and now I can get through them knowing that tomorrow can be a better day. Everyone has different journeys. Maybe someone is still in a very dark place, and it feels like it will never get better, but it will. Seek help and talk to someone. I don't really know, but please don't give up, because it does get better. Also, please watch The Power of Vulnerability and The Call to Courage by Brene Brown. In both, she talks about being vulnerable, and it's just amazing. I've discovered that it's powerful being vulnerable and opening up to people I trust. One, on a last note to you, Heaney, sorry for getting so carried away a little bit and writing so much. Midway writing this, I felt like I was talking to my younger self, Heehee. Thank you so much for being who you are. Your videos always cheer me up when I'm having a bad day, and I love listening to your podcast. Love you. Hope you have a nice day. Lots of love from Brazil. Oh, man. That was just, I really wanted to read that one because, I mean, it's just beautiful. Like, I think so many people could benefit from that. And uh, I just, yeah, I thought it was important to share. And it's really, really, really inspiring, um, her growth and how how far she's come. It's so fucking inspiring. Like, I hope that could be an, uh, an inspiration or, like, a light at the end of the tunnel for anybody listening who is just in a really dark place right now, you know? Um, it, it can get better. You know, you just have to prioritize your health and seek help. And, um, yeah, we're just sending all our love to you. Um, I think everyone involved in this podcast community is very... Like, we all just want each other to thrive and succeed and be happy. And that makes me 
brings me a lot of joy to know that. So I'm really grateful for all of you. And I'm so grateful that you're willing to share your stories. Like these are all very personal stories. And I've just, am so glad that you're willing to share because they can help so many people. So thank you so much to everyone who sent in stories. Um, yeah, thank you. So I'm going to end out the episode. I just wanted to leave it on that powerful note. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really am trying to be more mindful and uh, just remind myself like where I am in the present um, because it's so easy to just go on to the next thing. And I think, you know, practicing gratitude every day and being grateful for where you are and how far you've come in the present will only help your future, you know? It really, you know, grat- gratitude is everything. So I just thought it'd be great if we all reflected on how far we've come. And I'm fucking inspired listening to all your stories. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. I will sign off now. I'm going to read a few cute, cutie pie little podcast ratings and reviews because they make me so happy. Okay, so here are some adorable reviews. Thank you guys so much. If you write a rating and review, I owe you lots of kisses. Um, They really help this podcast grow and they just make me really happy. So thank you so much if you have written one. Um, Okay, this one's so cute. So the title is Incredibly Authentic. I've never really been one for podcasts. I get distracted pretty easily. I find it hard just to sit there and listen while I do nothing. I've also been a follower of Rohini's for years, so I decided I might give this one a try and see how I liked it, and instantly I was hooked. I ended up listening to like four episodes in a row. It's so funny and earnest, it makes me feel like I'm getting advice from an older sister. What I love most is that it's transparent how genuine Rohini is and how much she cares for the people that listen. Oh my god. Which can feel so manufactured when coming from other influencers. Also, sound quality in production is so high quality, it's amazing. Oh my god, uh, thanks, fuck. That's like kind of comical to me because in my eyes this podcast is like shit quality like it's like I'm literally recording in the guest bedroom and like this makeshift it's on my old vanity like up against the wall in the corner of the guest bedroom so that's funny I really appreciate that you said that actually so I love that thank you so much for that sweet review someone said my favorite podcast I love this podcast so much it's so relaxing to listen to but also hilarious I always look forward to your new episodes oh Next one said, I heart it. This has been a blessing to find, something that I enjoy listening to so much. I've been watching Rohini on YouTube for many years. One of the best ideas was this podcast. I heart it. Oh my God, gonna make me cry. Those are just a few cute recent reviews. Thank you so much for writing them. And thank you so much for telling your friends about the podcast. It really, really helps, helps us grow all word of mouth. And it's, it's been crazy. Like I've been getting more followers on Instagram and YouTube coming from the podcast. They're like, I found you from your podcast, which fucking blows my mind. Like that, that's just wild. So thank you so much for telling your friends. Um, I really appreciate it. I love doing this. It's like the best thing ever. I really feel like my most authentic self when I'm recording. So thank you for letting that happen and for supporting me and tuning in. Um, I will see you guys or I I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much again for listening and yeah, love you guys. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Elise. See you next week.